Hey everyone, it's Marielle. And before we get to the show, I want to warn you. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is strongly advised. Enjoy the show. Huh? Who wrote that on my thing, Polite Moonwalker? I definitely did not. What does that mean? I guess that's the name of this episode. So we're using Squadcast <laughs> to record, and it has Marielle's email on her side using her name, but mine says Polite Moonwalker. I didn't do that. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's so weird. Hello. Buenos tardes. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Bienvenidos. To the women of death row. We are now translating every episode to Spanish. Yep. Oh my god. Japanese. Any language. Any Konnichiwa. I can do Hello. it. Um, welcome to How's the Women of Death Row. I'm Amanda. I'm Marielle. Thanks for listening. We hope you're doing okay. What are you up to? How are you doing? Yep. Um, if this is your first episode, we're sisters, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I am currently, I've been working on a paper about the Ryan Ferguson case today. Oh. So, of course, this morning I got up and watched Dream Killer, so I've been reading about that. I had to write my paper. Man. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're I'll... still in school, the school mode, but you're almost done. Your last day of classes is this week, right? Next week, I think the twelfth officially. Nice. So that's when the dimension will be shifted. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, why don't I tell you um, a life story about uh, Celeste Simone Carrington? Okay. All right. So, just a warning about this story. Um, is it a story? I, I've been like wondering like case story it's whatever i mean yeah Yeah. um i wrote case so i don't know why i said story so this case involves um an ancestral uh rape and um of a minor in other violence in a household oh gosh Mm -hmm. um i'm going to introduce you um the story and case of celeste simone carrington Celeste was sentenced to death on November 23rd, 1994 for murder and various other charges, included, including aggravated robbery. Any relation to Rodney Carrington? Oh, who's Rodney Carrington? <laughs> I think he's a country singer. I have no fucking idea. Look, it was oh, just Rodney Carrington. Association. <laughs> I can't even think of his song. He is. He's an American Canadian comedian. Oh, Stand-up comedian, actor, and country music artist. Oh, interesting. Girl, your trivia knowledge points <laughs> went up. Okay, <laughs> anyway. So on this, I'm going to share with you um, the timeline of the crime. And then, um, so yeah, that's where I will be starting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on January 17th, 1992, um, Celeste Carrington broke into a Dodge dealership located in Redwood City, California. 
Celeste had worked at the dealership as a a janitor with a janitorial company that services multiple businesses. Genius. So she had access to all those keys. And she knew where all the back entrance, all the entrances were. And she knew that this particular dealership kept a back entrance. um, Well, the back entrance was often left unlocked. So... She went that night with gloves and a crowbar, which she had used to force open several of the interior doors. During that burglary, she stole a three fifty seven Magnum revolver and five bullets. Damn. So, mm-hmm. so on January 26th, 1992, using a key, she broke into another company. And armed with the gun she'd previously stolen from the dealership, she encountered um, Victor Espadosa, who was working as a janitor. And he recognized Celeste from the same service company. And they had a brief exchange. Um, But then Celeste ended up robbing Victor of $45 and an ATM card before shooting and killing him. Celeste would later tell investigators that she had intended to kill Victor um, and felt powerful and excited by the experience. Probably adrenaline, too. Yeah. On March 11th, 1992, Celeste entered another company where she previously worked using a key. Armed with the revolver, she shot and killed Caroline Gleason who was on her knees begging for Celeste to put the gun away. Celeste ended up proceeding with killing Caroline and stole $700 and her car. At least Caroline's car. Whoa. On March 16th, 1992, using another... These are just like right after the other. Yeah, there's not much time. The longest period of time was between January and March. But, yep. So she used a key, again, from her janitorial job. She broke into a doctor's office um, with the intention to rob it. She encountered Dr. Alan Marks. She shot him three times before fleeing the building. But Dr. Alan Marks survived and later testified against her in court during trial. Good. So, Celeste Simone Carrington was born in a quote-unquote tough part of Philadelphia. She's the oldest of four children, and she was parentified in an early age due to parents, her parents' alcoholism. Mm. Both parents were reported to be abusive. However, her father allegedly raped and beat her. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Celeste was pregnant by age 14 with her father's child. Oh my God! Where is this again? This the crimes took place in California, but she was born in Philadelphia. Right. So okay. now, as a young adult, so not Alabama. She, she enrolled into community college in California. So she left Philadelphia for California, where Celeste excelled in track and field and competed internationally in shot put and discus. Wow. Um, and she competed in the 1986 gay games. Huh. Is that like homosexual gay? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh. Like an Olympic games for um, gay people in the mm. 80s. Interesting. 
She won a silver medal in javelin, J A V L I N, which That's is like the, the one you know, that throwing. It, yeah. Yeah. And she won another silver in shot put and a gold medal in discus. And I looked up the 1986 Gay Games winning roster and she's on there. Whoa. Yep. So I'll put that in the post and on the website too. Oops, there you are. I clicked on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So around 1990, 1991, Celeste was fired from her job with the janitorial company for allegedly stealing checks. Celeste then allegedly grew very depressed because without a job, she wasn't able to support her lover and her lover's three children. Mm. So prior to the robberies and murders, Celeste Carrington had a clean record. Um, Not even so much as like a traffic ticket. On November 24th, 1994, the judge sentenced um, Celeste Carrington to death. She became eligible for the death sentence for the special circumstancing. (laughs) She became eligible for the death sentence due to the special circumstances with the murders, like the robbery and um, the crimes were vicious, cruel and callous as what the court described them. So she said she just did it because they needed money to provide. Mm -hmm. But why kill the people? That's a good question. That's, Clearly, there's no really, there's not yeah. some ju- good judgment like what? there. Because, like, she had no crime history, oh. and she's just going to start robbing and killing people all of a sudden? I mean, she lost her job and was stressed. I mean, in acts of desperation, you got to rob the dealership, and who knows? I, I don't know. I can't. I guess, you know, you could have a total change during the stress and... Yeah. How old was she? Um, She was born in 61, I think. She was in her, like, 20s. Mm -hmm. She was really young. She was young. Fuck, man. So she has not been executed. She's still in California death row? She's still in California's death row. Yep. Um, She was born... I don't know why I didn't say what year she was born. Anyway, she was 30 around age 30 around the crimes. Mm. That's nuts. So, Mm -hmm. wow. That seems the death sentence seems excessive. Yeah. And, you know, she grew up in poverty. Um, Also, let me me finish this and then it'll. Oh, okay. Yeah. There'll be some things that. kind of make you wonder and you'll have a lot of questions um uh let's see here all right celeste appealed her sentence in 2009 and in her appeal her lawyers argued that the palo alto police had illegally searched her apartment then obtained evidence that led to her confessions so Hmm. officers from that department palo alto department accompanied los altos police who had a warrant to look for evidence of two burglaries when the Palo Alto police saw a key and a pager connected to Caroline Gleason's killing in plain view of the apartment, the court said they stopped the search and went back to the court and got a warrant to look for evidence of the murder. Mm. So they were there on a warrant for burglaries, but they saw um, more incriminating yeah. evidence. Mm-hmm. 
So even if the Palo Alto police were there on a pretext, um, Chief Justice Ronald George said um, in a ruling that they were entitled to be present at a legitimate burglary search and acted properly by not touching anything until they obtained another warrant. Yeah. Also, he said that the police interrogation um, in which one of the detectives told Carrington that told Celeste that Caroline's shooting was, quote-unquote, probably an accident. And another officer suggested that Celeste had nothing to lose by admitting to Victor's murder, which um, ended up not amounting to any promises of leniency that would make the confessions involuntary. Hmm. Her appeal was upheld, and she remains on California's death row. Damn. So I think, um, you know, you've got to wonder about the the search of the apartment, too. Um, like, was that stuff just in plain view? And if anything, that speaks to the judgment. But when you have a black woman who's been arrested for these events, you have to wonder about, okay, was maybe anything intentionally planted? Mm-hmm. Or was leniency promised and then they take it back? Does that make sense? Yeah. So that was Celeste Simone Carrington, not related to Rodney. Nope. He is a white man. Yes. Um, I tried to find a picture of her at the gay games, but I didn't see any. I couldn't find any. Dang. But yeah. So I have um an update. Oh really? Dallas. So So Lori Vallow had a hearing on May 1st for a bond reduction, which was denied. And her bond remains at $1 million. But there's a preliminary hearing this on the 7th and 8th of May. So in that hearing, they were there. Her defense attorney was suggesting that her bail should be reduced to a hundred thousand or $250,000. So that way she could go home, but they're not letting her go. So the bail hearing had been pushed back. So they're, they're expecting this preliminary hearing to be really, really long, and um, they're expecting. Can they do it because social distancing and stuff? Are they going to do it? That's what the, they want to proceed, but because of COVID and social distancing, they're not sure. But um, she's being charged with child abandonment. I think it's what it is. Where did this? I was watching this guy's video on um, Reddit, and it's like a twenty-minute video, like a whole fucking update. Let me see if maybe he has a text for it. I doubt it. But um, that's what the that she's being um, charged with. And she's being investigated for uh, fucking those murders of her sister-in-law and all that. Whoa. Yeah. And her attorney keeps seeking delays. Of course. Um, but anyway, the here, preliminary. So what is it supposed to be? A preliminary hearing? So they could do that by webcam. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, let me just look up her preliminary hearing. Lori. It's not like the grand jury or something right now. That's when it's going to be tough. Like, how the fuck are you going to get a jury? Oh, here we go. She's facing five counts in the case of her missing children, seven-year-old Joshua J.J. Vallow and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan. Two felony counts of des- desertion and non-support of de- dependent children and one misdemeanor count 
each of resisting and obstructing an officer, solicitation of a crime, and contempt. Shit. Anyway, but yeah, that's all I have. Not a whole lot. Because not a whole lot's going on right now because of COVID. Right. So I'm mad. As soon as I saw a Centoya Brown documentary, I was like, I watched it. And, you know, you hear her narrate throughout it. So I thought, like, she was a part of it. And then, I, of course, I see yesterday that it was just made by that white dude. She didn't get paid for it. She doesn't, like, she had nothing to do with the documentary. I'm pissed. So I want to read her book. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, we can... Um, buy her book um, i wonder if it's on audio audible um and that's how you can directly support centoya brown because that's shitty and it's shitty for netflix putting it up there then that's not long ago it's crazy how different shit was in 2004 like they were really calling a 16 year old a prostitute 16 years old they didn't see her as a child and she was so little like you could tell and just the way that cut dude manipulated her and groomed her it's like imagine how often that yeah. happens like not just with like sex trafficking but like getting girls to like sell drugs stuff like that yeah no focus but i think the older you we get and the more we hear you know educate ourselves and learn and unlearn that language too um and just educate about the warning signs i watched rain man that was so good oh my god that's a that's stood up the test of time that movie tom cruise is such a dick in it dustin hoffman's amazing um i still have it running on my prime if you you watch it for free it'll expire tomorrow oh okay shit well yeah i'll watch it i finished little fires everywhere with carrie washington and reese witherspoon really good i want to read the book but it's eight episodes was it, it was excellent. Is it cliffhanger or is it just one season? Um, it's kind of a cliffhanger. There's there's questions. Like I feel like this is just um the first part. So also, Dead to Me comes out on the eighth. I'm excited about that. <gasps> yeah, I was about to say another documentary I watched. Uh, a Secret Love about the two women who were lesbians they met in the 40s yes auntie pat and auntie terry you know they were like they just we just knew them as auntie auntie and i don't know if that's their names but mm-hmm. yeah. um, i love the aunties or the girls um i love their names were terry and pat because those are the most lesbian names ever oh my god it's so good and precious oh um Terry actually played in the All-American Women's Baseball League in the 40s. Oh, yeah. It has a lot of really cool archival footage and, like, home videos, which is, I'm obsessed with that stuff. Definitely. Like, when those, some of those scenes on Mad Men, even though they were created, like, I lived for because it was that type of footage. But even on A League of Their Own, they had some of that. I love some good archival footage and home video. Yeah. It makes me want to watch that movie now, too. Uh, oh, my God. So yesterday, my fucking... I had the worst reflux I've ever had in my life. It just hit me, like, in a wall, like, under my boobs. You know? Oh, my God. It was awful. And I didn't want to go to CVS or anything to go get Tums. So I just, like, two hours ago, I remembered um, Googie, who... Googie's our grandmother and who we call... We call her Googie. Um she sent me home some food and on it, she taped 
two Tums with a note that said antacid for dessert. And I just real remembered I had them and I took them and I feel so much better. Perfect. I love it. Leave it to Goog to even give you the antacids. I love it. I know. She thinks of everything. So anyway, social distancing sucks. I'm kind of ready to, uh, but I know mm. we can't. Like, I know it's not the time. Not yet. I'm still shook that um, there is a strip club that is not in Kansas City proper. It's actually in the Kansas side, sort of almost out in the boonies. It's called Whispers KC. It's a strip club and they opened like two nights ago. They opened the 29th. Yeah, I don't understand how that. And I only know that because I follow a stripper who works there and. Yeah, she made a really? post saying, like, who's going to be at the reopening with me tomorrow? I was like, what? A strip club? What? It could be on the low. On the DL. It's in Leavenworth County. Interesting. I wonder if they have different rules. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gosh, what else is going Oh, I just restarted... Um, I started, I didn't restart. I've never seen any of them before. The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I want to watch all of them. There's a, there's so many. Yeah. Did you ever watch Hot Wives? It was the parody version. Yes. Look it up on Hulu. It has, um, what's her name from The Office? Angela from The Office plays one of the Hot Wives. <laughs> oh, oh, really? It's so, okay. She was oh in Black gosh. AF. Okay. She was also on, um, what did I just watch recently? That was so fucking funny. Okay. I'm thinking of Black AF. Oh. She was also on something else recently I watched. Maybe not. But I I did see Mindy Kaling's, um, shit, what was it called? Never Have I Ever. Oh. Oh my God. It was so cute. It was so cute and heartwarming. That's on Netflix. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've been able been doing is watching shit. I rearranged my room. I got a new duvet and stuff. New mirror rug. So that's all coming. I'm pretty excited. I think I'm going to get rid of my headboard and footboard and push my bed against the wall. We'll see. But the show, yeah, the show's called uh, Never Have I Ever. Well, hope everyone is um, doing okay. <sighs> all right, polite moonwalker. I love it. It's like you just like walk in a room and you just really low key start moonwalking. Is that what that means? Let me not interrupt. I'm just going to politely moonwalk over here to this door. Politely. Like I don't get anyone's way. <laughs> I'm so confused by that. Politely, so I'm not showing off. I'm, I'm really just sorry. I'm just trying to get by. <laughs> All right. See you later. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.